Hello, everybody. This is Jerry with the podcast Cleaning Processes with Jerry. It's the first weekend in March, and I believe we're on episode 25. I've designed this podcast dedicated to building to build an online community of like-minded individuals and businesses in the chemical and cleaning industry. We're going to share some ideas, tips, solutions, and always I have stories hopefully to solve problems and to expand our markets. Please join me as we frequently will introduce a special guest that just might be you. I work for Kemp Station of Boston as a sales consultant covering the complete New England marketplace. I also have a blog at Hospitality Cleaning 101. If you ever have any questions, feel free to reach out and I will answer on a future podcast if you like. At the show's end, I will include all my contact information. Actually, that's how we kind of developed today's show. It was on a question or a comment. I'll explain. Last week, I was on a podcast of Jack Ellison with him. He runs Clean Square, and he also has a podcast called Chasing Dirt. It's on this podcast, and one of the subjects that came up was I was talking about delivery drivers and how they add value and can help show different opportunities, different sales growth within the industry. And we talked about a blog I'd had on it, an article I'd written. We also talked about the podcast I had it on it. I'll put those in the show notes later, but Jack kind of challenged me and said, you know, you you need to do a show just on this subject. It wasn't so much just on the subjects of a delivery driver, but I believe it has to do with a lot more of looking outside help within your own organization and outside your organization to differentiate yourself and add value to the customers. It should be of no surprise to someone in the cleaning and the, or chemicals that if a customer has, I'll explain it this way. It should be of no surprise to someone in the cleaning or chemical industry that if a customer has soft water, they will have reduced chemical usage and better results. Hopefully one day I'll, I'll get a water softening expert on here and explain their theory and the whole concept. If you actually know someone, please have them reach out to me. I'll do a podcast just on water softeners. Well, I had an extensive territory in the Midwest years ago, and I was fighting hard water issues daily. And with that comes cost issues as well as results. Quite honestly, it was, it was kind of wearing me down. So I went to a couple of water softening companies, actually knocked on their doors, went in and talked to them. These were nationwide companies. And I believe each one was a franchise, but really didn't matter. I tried to do some collaborations with them. In other words, I said, I'm going to give you a couple leads. Possibly you can give me a couple leads, blah, blah. I actually had them try, let them go first. In other words, not they gave me a lead first, but I would give them a lead. and I wanted to see how they followed up and if they could give good results and technically get soft water. I will tell you, Each and every one of them did one thing. They all failed. 
Maybe it's because I'd ask for something in return that they give me a lead back. I, I'm not sure. They definitely couldn't handle the, the hard water problems. And they were in the water softening business. Then one day I met a gentleman named Jerry, same as mine. And he had a one-man operation working out of his garage. He had no logo, no fancy name to his company, no, basically no literature whatsoever. And he explained to me how he could, he said, I, I believe I can solve all your problems. And all I want is a chance. He just said, give me a chance. Give me somebody who's got bad, hard water. I'll go up and talk to him with you. I'll give him a trial on something, whatever it takes. So I had a large challenge in the very beginning for him. And it was actually a very large hotel putting in a new dish machine, new chemical program. And I knew that we would have the same problems as our previous company because we hadn't dealt with the hardness issue. Well, in in the chemical industry or any industry, you have to show, you have to be different. Well, in any industry, you have to show different, different in, in our different industries. We have to show value in differentiations. I have a problem with that word some days. We have to be different in our industry, no matter if it's the cleaning industry, chemical industry, or any industry you're in. You have to be different than your competitor, substantially different. And you have to show value. I was going to show soft water, which he didn't have, as well as the value of the program I was bringing to them. I was even counting all chemicals as being equal. It was the service that I was offering, not even necessarily the company I was representing. It worked. Perfect. Within a couple of years, I bet this gentleman was doing business with about 25% of all of my customers. And I never asked for anything return because the value was the happy and secured customers that he gave me. He took problems away from me. This was an alliance. The alliance continued to grow. And it worked for both of us. This podcast is talking about alliances. Alliances are somebody outside of your organization that you become friends with, mentors, collaborate with, and they can exceed your expectations. Actually, and I'll bring Jack back in to this, who has the other podcast, similar to mine. That's why we're doing the podcasts, because we're bringing like-minded people together, sharing ideas. I had said, I'm on episode 25. I would say that I've met, I've had 15, 18 guests on here, and each one had become friends of mine. Each one I can pick up the phone and ask a question to. Each one will take my game, I call it my game. My business, my internal business, maybe it's my mindset to the next level. I've had problems before, even with my mindset, where I've called someone and said, look, I'm in this situation. How do you help me out? I don't look for help 
within the company I work for, because that's almost a little tunnel vision. Alliances and businesses can be a powerful tool because organizations to have the different differentiation value, it makes you gain a competitive edge in the marketplace. All alliances are building two strategic partners between two organizations to achieve one common goal. I needed soft water. Alliances can take many forms, joint ventures, co-branding. I actually belong to one where it was just sharing of leads. Belong to an organization that met every month, first Wednesday of the month. It was all in the hospitality industry where you just share leads with one another. Now, there might be a person there from that time, I believe it was Allen Foods, selling food. There might be someone in there from the pest control. There wouldn't be two necessarily chemical companies because they would be competing against one another. You'd have a meeting. Each person would share what's going on in their territory and how they could help one another. Look, I've gone over there. This place is opening up. I've got the person's cell number. I've got their home number. Gives you a heads up, an alliance with somebody. They can tell you, hey, someone's been in there already. There's where you really, the rubber meets the road. There's where you can really accelerate the program. On the same note, and I don't know if this is done anymore, I had a friend who worked in the hydraulics business. I had a friend in outside sales. I had a friend in inside sales. What they told me years ago that all of the competitors would get together. Well, all the companies that they competed against one another would get together once a month. Only the office managers and what they would do, or maybe it was the credit department, they would meet for lunch and they would compare notes on different customers, technically who the deadbeats were. Because if I was selling somebody, and they were getting ready to leave me because they hadn't paid the bill, you don't want them to go across the street and necessarily take the competitor out as well. You got to make the people held accountable. Again, that's somewhat of an alliance. I heard it work very well. Different alliances, you have to have different rules set up. But you can see why it wouldn't be a roundtable with salespeople all competing against one another. But I could see a round table of office managers sitting around going, hey, look, we did business with this company or, you know, I would stay away because uh, they're really getting extended out on their terms. So any type of things like this, you, you probably you have to have rules on some things because in the instance of Jerry with the water softening company, I had no rules, came up and had never thought about it was that a customer contacted me and said that they wanted to change chemical vendors because they had a, a relative or a friend selling it now and stuff like that. And they basically asked me, if, if, if we sever our relationship with you, do we sever our relationship with the other Jared? Well, caught me by surprise. I didn't know what to say. I know how we left it. You have to make it mutually respectable for everybody. I let Jerry keep the, the business the water softening business. He monitored and helped me with some information on the back end. Turns out he had gotten some more leads from my competitor at that time, and, and so be it. Because 
it elevated all of us. Well, organizations, all alliances can open up new opportunities for growth and profitability. Alliances, businesses, they're, they're powerful. They're very powerful. And by leveraging the strengths of different partners, organizations can create unique products and services frequently as well. In closing, Jerry recently, or say recently, I guess after I had changed chemical companies because the other one had been purchased out, Jerry passed away and I'm sorry for that. And his, his wife actually called me and tried to, oh, technically she tried to sell me the business and wanted to know I wanted to take it over. That time I'd already moved to the East Coast, but I'm sure it's, it, it's a, I'm not sure whatever happened to the company. I'm almost said I'm sure it's profitable or stuff like that. And I don't even know what happened to it. But the shows today is you can't look for just your manager to give you leads, to give you what you feel you might need to expand your marketplace. You have to go out. You have to find people out in the, I'll call it in the bushes. You have to look outside to find out who else is out there that can help you to introduce you to people, to help solve your problems, and to get some type of mutual working relationship with one another. This is not a, an, any, any type of business. You can't be the lone wolf on everything. I respect some of the attitudes of a lone wolf. However, you cannot be a lone person without asking for help and giving help in return. It's the main reason, actually, one of the main reasons I started this podcast. It's one of the main reasons I will speak for Jack Ellison. I hope you check out his podcast, uh, Cleaning Dirt. I'll put a different show notes at the end of this. and. Thanks for joining me today. Have a successful week. Continue to wash your hands for 30 seconds and stay safe.